Welcome back to We Watch Sports. This is the podcast that is also adopting the Elam ending, which means that the target length of this podcast is now 157 minutes. Should be short and sweet. Short. That's probably the shortest podcast we've ever done. We are your hosts. My name is Graham, and this is my friend, Andrew. Hello, Internet. Andrew... It was a busy week, Graham. It was. A lot went on. Um, I learned about the Elam ending, which I thought was what you call it at the end of a fireworks show when they blast out a bunch of fireworks at once. But it turns out uh, it's what the NBA All-Star game used this past week. Ah! See, Ah. I thought it was where you take a glass ball and throw it at your window in hopes that it doesn't break. And then it breaks anyway. Oh, I see what you did there. That makes sense. That that makes sense. Cybertruck. <laughs> um, speaking of just genius billionaires, uh, we got another reader mail this week that kind of continues a theme that seems to be picking up over the last couple of weeks, which is, well, I'll really just kind of let you get into it, Graham. Sports betting. This look. Sports betting. We should probably and whether or not since this is like one of several other articles we've received on this topic. Right. We should yeah. probably have an episode where we talk about sports betting and how to do it. And the blog, the blog, the sports blogs are going crazy with betting content. Yeah, they really they put a lot of value in it. Yeah. So that's not a bad idea. We'll put that in our list of good ideas. Coincidentally, this is from our friend Don from Cedar Rapids again. Uh, in case anyone was wondering, you can email us. It's wearewatchingsports at gmail.com if you would like to hear less from Don and more about the problems that you're having. But I think Don is kind of the everyman's man. He really is. And this one, to be fair, well, I'll let you get into it. All right. Let's hear what Don has to say. Dear We Watch Sports! Thank you for your continued insight into all things sports. You really are a beacon of hope for the uninitiated sports fans like myself. Today, I would like to pose a hypothetical question to you in hopes that you can find a solution for anyone who may or may not be struggling with a similar issue. Let's say that a guy named Dan from Waterloo, Iowa was saving up for a jet ski. He thought he could speed up the process by making a few small wages on some big sporting events. Let's say that Dan listened to a very educated podcast that gave him some betting advice. And let's say, again, that Dan bet all of his jet ski money, maybe it was a Kawasaki, on a certain team that was likely to win, but did not. In your educated opinion, whom should Don... Whom should Dan be doubling down on in order to make back his jet ski money and avoid adding another divorce to his resume? Again, this is all hypothetical and does not relate to me in the slightest. Please advise Don. 
I think the thing that stands out before we get to the question is just everyone needs a friend like Dom. Yeah, he's really looking out for his buddy Dan. Yeah. How close is uh, Waterloo to where Don lives? Uh, very close, coincidentally. So that's probably why. Yeah, it's a small world. Yeah. I, it, man, you think they would get confused talking to each other? Like, Dan, Don. Yeah. You know. But maybe he just you know. picked the name Dan to protect the true identity of Right, the person that's they probably risking they divorce. probably met on they met on the uh, up and coming farmers only mini golf mini golf uh, competition circuit that's making its way through central and northern Iowa. Oh, of course, or western Iowa, the MGLGA. Yeah, you got that one. Um, but the question: Should he double down? I think the answer is simple. Uh, you don't get a jet ski by not doubling down. So yes. Yeah, absolutely. You should be doubling down. Yeah. Um, How else? The only way to really get yourself out of a hole is to to bet again. You know, you got to spend money to make yeah. money. That's what I've always said. And to be honest, the jet ski is not. It's not the instrument, or the vehicle of somebody that's gonna, you know, just take it easy and play play it safe. Yeah. Um, a jet ski's got balls, and you're gonna need to have balls to double down. Yeah, that's a that's a risk taker's automobile. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, when you think of risk takers, automobiles, you think jet skis and you think Oldsmobiles and I'm all out of Oldsmobiles. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Worst day of my life. So I think if you're struggling with gambling, um, really the best possible thing you can do is just go all in and double down. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. You know, if you know what it's like to lose money, then you'll be really happy when you gain money. Mm. Yeah, 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 you'll appreciate it more. You'll appreciate it more because, gosh darn it, you lost that jet ski once. You're not going to do it again. You won't make a crazy bet. Maybe just start with, like, some scratchers or something from the grocery store. Yeah. Maybe just start at, like, Dave & Buster's. Oh, now you're talking. And just play, you know, play the ticket games. Just get the, the juices cooking. And then once you win the jackpot, that's when you bet it all. Uh, on the roulette table or on some sporting event that we may or may not talk about on this episode. I'm I'm always a fan of trial by fire, you know. I, so yeah, I think that's the best way to learn. Maybe we'll use some of our sponsorship money this week to put together a fund to fly Dan to Las Vegas to really get some practice in. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we have so much money that it only makes sense to do so. Yeah, I mean, we really. We're approaching Jeff Bezos level, so we really need to start giving some money away so that we don't have to pay income tax. Yeah. Um, or, you know, state like Texas, no income tax. hey hey So, uh, Don, I appreciate the letter. I appreciate you looking out for your friend. And I think our consensus here is, yes, you should double down. Who do you think he should double down on? I think you should take a look at some of the XFL teams. Mm. I think the XFL is so new that you have an opportunity to get in early while the getting's good. I hear the Guardians are the ones to win it. You think so? No idea. I heard the Vipers were doing really well. That makes sense. Makes sense. They're no... Um, they're no, like... Uh, Arizona Rattlers or anything, but they're pretty good. No. I mean... And then not let's be honest, they're not the Houston Roughnecks Ooh. or uh, the Tampa Bay Vipers. Tampa Bay Vipers, yeah. Yeah. Um, don't forget that there's also the Los Angeles Extreme. Mm-hmm. 
the Orlando Rage. Right. And the Houston Roughnecks. Rough, Roughnecks, yep. Houston, yep. Yeah. So really lots of options there. Um, you know, probably bet on all of them. No one's watching, so you'll probably just be able to claim that you win. Yeah, you could even double down and bet on both sides, and then, you know, either way you win. Yeah, you'll come out ahead. You're really just betting against yourself, Man. I think. There's not a market for competitive XFL gambling yet. If, But Don could start it. Yeah. And we're, man, we are just, people should be paying us royalty with all the money that they're going to make after these, this advice. I think they will. I think it's only will. a matter of time. So we, as we've, you know, looked at ways to make this podcast even longer, um, one of the things that we thought we'd start doing each week is just a really quick bullet points uh, that we're calling out of the loop, which is three to five things you need to know, sometimes about sports, sometimes just about other topics that could come up around the water cooler. Yeah, this is going to be good for anybody that's just looking for some quick hits. Quick hits, the best in of. and out. Remember Spark Notes. This is the Spark Notes, Spark Notes of 2020. Andy, okay, fire away. So after, Hit it. After listening to every episode of We Watch Sports, we thought it would be cool because podcasts are something people love to talk about. So we thought we would give you a podcast suggestion to listen to that may or may not be related around uh, sports. Okay, what you uh, what you got? So mine is the podcast All Fantasy Everything, where each week they fantasy draft a different pop culture topic. Um, fantasy drafting is what people are talking about when they play NFL fantasy football. So same idea where you pick in rounds, but this time they're picking things such as the Taco Bell menu, uh, famous trios, or my personal favorite episode, fantasy drafting, everything that has to do with the mall. Mm. You've talked about this and one Graham, before, right? We have. After our podcast, it is my favorite podcast. That's pretty. But again, that's pretty good. I don't. No one should listen to it until they've listened to every episode of We Watch Sports and left us a review and liked us on iTunes. That makes sense. I mean, it, yeah, that makes. If sense. we've ever given wiser advice, it might be about yeah. betting, but not by much. I mean, we not to brag, but we have five reviews, and so that puts us in. Like Joe Rogan territory. Woo-wee. You know, next thing you know, this is going to be four hours, and you and I are both going to be roided up. We're not already. Uh, Graham, what uh, podcast would you suggest to our listeners after, of course, they listen to every episode of? All right after that, I would recommend Football Weekly from uh, the Guardian. Okay, it is um, not about the XFL. What? It is not about the NFL. Is it about the uh, lingerie football league? Close. Okay. It is about soccer. What? Yep. Then why is it called football? Because that's the proper name. <sighs> football. I, listen, I, because, let's be honest. Yeah. You use your feet a lot in it. You do. Um, I also like that european soccer football as it were that the coaches wear like nice suits yeah i'm kind of into that i think that's a cool look most of them are in shape yeah which unlike baseball coaches who have to wear the uniform that they have not fit into for quite some time yeah they look like a dad it's just a dad sport but 
Okay, so football weekly, football weekly. which is about... I like it because they talk about all of the different leagues, which we'll get into on this particular podcast we'll talk about. Um, yep. But they just offer some very good insight, and they talk nice. Okay. Do they have accents? Some of them do. There is also a okay. woman, which okay. is very refreshing. It is. It, it really, really is. The next topic we had is part of our quick hits or out of the loop is on Saturday Night Live, Bernie Sanders, the Democratic nominee, uh, front runner, some are saying, is played by Larry David. And I just wanted to say there's no one more perfect to be Bernie Sanders than Larry David. It's so naturally perfect, and that's why it's that's why it's funny. I don't I don't think he even prepares or has a wardrobe. I think they just fly Larry David in. They you know give him a couple Tic Tacs to get the blood racing, and then he's off to the races. I mean, if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm or anything else that Larry David's on, he really doesn't yeah. act any different. He really doesn't. He's just always upset. Um, speaking of upset, this past week on Saturday Night Live, the host was RuPaul with musical guest Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. I thought I would give a one-word review. Okay. Meh. Wow. What was what was the most meh about it? Literally every skit. Well. Yeah. The whole thing just felt like they were kind of mailing it in. But I think John Mulaney's in a couple weeks, so that'll be better. I wasn't mad at uh, Bieber's songs, though. You're, uh, you like the yummy, yummy song? I did. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm a, I'm, I, I might be a believer. You're mad at a lot of things, but Justin Bieber's not. I'm mad at most things, but I'm not. Yeah. I didn't say I was overjoyed about him, but I'm not mad no. at him. Well, you guys both have mustaches, so that has to True. Help. True. Yeah. His is exceptionally disgusting. His looks like. He looks like now, like the picture of what he would have looked like trying to abduct himself when he first became a child star. Mm. He's the person that would have abducted 12-year-old Justin Bieber. Yeah. He looks like um he looks like a roofer. He looks like the way that chewing tobacco smells. He looks like somebody who just got let out of prison but was not in there for very long. They were just in there long enough to say they've been in prison, and now they're going to come out and they're going to be really tough. He looks like somebody that has had a career of rotating the hot dogs at a (laughs) (laughs) 7-Eleven. He may or may not still be rotating the hot dogs at a 7-Eleven. He looks like if you had put a guinea pig in a microwave, fur and all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like that would smell. That's what he looks like. I still like him. I do, too. Um, And lastly, for Out of the Loop, um, Drew Brees, who I think is in his 40s, announced that he's coming back to the NFL, but he announced it via Instagram, which I thought was very millennial of him. Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. Because does he have much of a following on Instagram? No. I mean, not nearly as much as we do. Um, and you can find us at We Watch Sports Podcast on Instagram. Um, so not nearly as much as we have as of, of a following, but he has a few. He has a few followers. He's like 
he's we've talked about Tom Brady quite a bit on this show. Yeah. But I feel like Drew Brees is constantly living in Tom Brady's shadow because he sets all he sorts is. of great records and does good things and nobody gives a shit. He's basically like Brett Favre but without the penis scandal. Yet. Yet. He could put on a pair of Wranglers and you know what they say. When you put on a pair of Wranglers, you're going to have to take them off. <laughs> Uh, and before we kind of get into the rest of the show, uh, we actually have some breaking news for the first time ever on this podcast. I wish we had like a sound effect that would be like. There it is. There was. Are you just scatting now? <laughs> um, that was all one so breath. Gordman, that was difficult. That was. Gordman's, who is one of our fine sponsors. Hashtag go tit um, at Gordman's. <laughs> hashtag bigger deals, smaller prices. <laughs> um, sadly, has announced that they are closing both their Springfield and Champaign, Illinois, Gordman's location. Get the fuck out. I know. Now, Graham, when I saw this on Facebook, um, obviously I was saddened and I was shocked. But then I decided to look at the comments. There are 365 comments on this story, and I'd like to read a few of them to you. I, I bet I can predict one of them. Yeah. I bet it says, um, I bet it says, hey, maybe you shouldn't have given so much money to the We Watch Sports podcast and you could have kept your store open. No, it actually says the opposite. It says you should have given more money to them so they would have tried to get more people to come to your store. See, that's what I tried telling them, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Janet Smith said, Janet! we went in the Springfield Janet! one week ago and it was filthy. Ooh. We left bewildered. What are they expecting? A hospital? Now, Adam, Adam Linace came in hot. He said employees that wanted $15 an hour to walk around the store were easily replaceable with online services. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, that's very insightful. Yeah. Uh, just, tr yeah, there's so many comments on here. I, I, is Gordman's the original company to do all lowercase letters? They might be. Because now everybody does that, but. Okay. Um, Kathy Johnson asked, where's the one in Taylorville, Illinois? And Marsha Jones, uh, responded with some directions. She said, <laughs> Kathy Johnson, the same strip as Kroger. <laughs> Turn at the light by Pizza Hut, right behind the Mexican restaurant. You know what's great about that comment? What's that? Kathy knew exactly where that was after she, yes, got she described that. Yeah. Good old Kath. Uh, uh, Patricia said, well, that's just great. Everywhere that I like ends up closing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can just find a couple more. These are great. These are gems. Farah Elizabeth Ginger wrote, this better not be true. <laughs> <laughs> Say it ain't so. What's next? Maurice's? <laughs> Tiffany Bowler said, why does all the good stores have to leave? 
Springfield <laughs> must be struggling for good stores if Gordman's is their yeah. highlight. Amber wrote, uh, looks like we don't have to go to Peoria. <laughs> Wait, why? I don't know. <laughs> Sean wrote, I thought this place closed down years ago. Touche, Sean. <laughs> uh, and one, let's just find one more. Because okay. um, they are just, these are great. I'm just loading a few extra comments. Let's do it. And Kim McComas wrote, there was a Beale store here in Northeast Texas that just closed, and Gordman's is supposed to be going in that store. I had never heard of it before. Wow. Wonder how she got that news. Not sure how that happened. Something also tells me that they're not going to be putting a new store in somewhere when they're closing all their other ones, but... Yeah. Maybe that's their rebirth. There's so many people really upset about this. Um, they're just worried that they're going to get smaller deals with larger prices. That's what I'm saying. Um, uh, Stacy wrote, this clappy hands is clappy hands and clappy hands outrage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Actually, two more. <laughs> Sher- Sherry... Uh, wrote, oh man, I practically decorate my house with decor from here. (laughs) Two minutes later, Cherokee Smith wrote, never been to a Gordman's. (laughs) (laughs) I think we could just make a podcast of listening to all this. I'm sorry, but the people of Springfield and Champaign really do not have much going on. Okay, last one. Dana wrote, it's sad. But honestly, Gordman's has been going downhill for years, and they have been stocking more and more of cheaply made clothes and not keeping up with the style trends. I am not at all surprised by this. Damn. Ruthless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's breaking news out of Springfield and Champagne for you. Well, you know, I'm glad we know. Um, and again, Gordman's has been a fantastic sponsor for us, but, um, you know, when you pay... Uh, your favorite sports podcast to advertise, then there are certain sacrifices that have to be made. Go tit at Gordman's. (laughs) So Graham, there's been a lot of things that have kind of happened this week around both our favorite topics, sports and energy drinks. Yep. So where I wanted to start is the 2010 World Series champions uh, in baseball were the San Francisco Giants. And so they're going to have a 10-year like celebration this year. And they asked one of their former players, Aubrey Huff, uh, that's correct, his name is Aubrey, to not come and join the team. And he wrote a letter saying it's because he supports Donald Trump. Hmm. Um, it turns out that he just writes a lot of pretty racist things on Twitter. Well, and so it has really nothing to do with Donald Trump and everything to do with the homophobia and um, just overall vile things that he writes on Twitter. So do you think that banning him from his own team celebration is a good punishment? I kind of put it in context of my 10-year high school reunion. You know, would I would I ban 
every racist from coming to our 10-year high school reunion? Would you? Well, there wouldn't be very many people there if I did, but... Yeah, it is Iowa. But yeah, I mean, I probably would. Yeah, I think that's the right move. I'd, I do think, on a serious note, that we don't spend enough time letting people ostracize themselves. Like, yeah, this guy is saying stupid shit, so why don't we just, just let, let him, him say stupid shit and everybody just be like, oh, look at the stupid shit that guy said. Maybe we just don't pay attention to him and then there's no longer anything to worry about instead of him making news about the crazy shit he says on the internet. That's what I was told to do with my high school bully. Just pretend like they're not there and they'll go away. Had that? Did they go away? No. <laughs> was your high school bully the same uh, tomboy girl that threw a rock at your friend Ben? I still... I, yes. Because if you remember from last week, that was... Um, Maybe the first time that we ever had a story break while recording. That was a... If you haven't listened to it... You should go back oh, and listen to it. That was a roller coaster ride. It was... I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I don't think there's ever been a more suspenseful podcast in podcast history. No, I don't think so either. Move over, Serial. We Watch Sports <laughs> is here with the conspiracy of the Sutherland yeah, you- Rock Chucker. I think our first Dun-dun. piece of merchandise should be a shirt that says, I am the Sutherland Rock Chucker. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably not the worst idea. It, it should probably be a sweatshirt, too. Yeah, definitely a crew neck. Crew neck And it should have horses on it. <laughs> <laughs> I <remember>. So. <laughs> oh, man. I just remembered... There was a, I was, so we had like, I don't know, it must have been fifth or sixth grade. We would sit in like clusters of four and of course. I was sitting with two girls and one was. You were a ladies man from the early, early onset. I'd be pimping. Um, one of them was, I remember one was really into the Spice Girls. Okay. And one, one was really into horses. Okay. And they were yeah. friends with each other. Okay. Yeah. Which now so that I look back on it, I'm like, man, they ha- they were friends. Horses? They were friends despite these differences. So kudos to them. Yeah. You know, if they can come together, then I think the rest of the country can as well. Yeah. True. Yeah. Except for all the just kind of hippie people that you and I both live around. Well, you know. They can go fuck themselves. So anyway, I was talking to Horse Girl. Yeah. And I was saying, we were talking about what our rooms were decorated in. Okay. And I was was like, mine was cars at the time. I really like, I really love cars. Um, I was like, yeah, my, my room's all decorated in cars. And she goes, my room's decorated with horses. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's weird. And she got super <laughs> offended and goes, turns to the other friend and goes, did you hear what he just said? She's like, no. She said, I told him my room was decorated in horses and he thought it was so weird. And the girl goes, oh, that is weird. <laughs> and I remember that girl looking so deflated at the time. She was just so upset about it. 
Well, we've learned a lot. And I think really what it comes down to is that if people want to like horses, it's weird, but you should allow them to. Yeah, just... If horses are your number one hobby, that's a red flag for you. Yeah, just don't be surprised when people are like, no, no, I'm good. I'm busy tonight. Yeah, I, I got to wash my I hair. Wanna, I don't want to come see your horse. <laughs> is it one of those <laughs> prancing ones or is it like a barrel racing one? Is it, is it a mini horse? It, is it a, I don't even know. I don't even know any breeds of horses. Is it a Clydesdale? Is it painted? <laughs> is it an Arabian? Is it a painted Arabian? Is it a painted it. Arabian Clydesdale? Is there a Dalmatian riding on top of it? Oh my gosh. Um yeah, don't don't be the horse person. And if you're Aubrey Huff, like yeah, sorry. That's you know I think part of the, the punishment of saying crazy shit on the internet is that the rest of society is gonna look at you a little bit differently. And that's what you get. I don't feel bad. Aubrey Huff is the horse girl of his baseball team. He's the horse girl of his baseball team, but he only likes all white male horses. <laughs> the second he sees a horse of color, he's not having it. <laughs> that horse just wants to follow its feelings and maybe like another horse. Uh-uh. Black stallion. Ugh. Two boy horses can't be friends. <laughs> Now, the other thing that really came up as something interesting for me this week okay. was V8, the drink of everyone's father, mm. has an energy drink. Now, Graham, I think as long as you've known me, I have loved energy drinks, despite their negative effects on both my physical and mental health. Right. Uh, I like to think of them as just anxiety in a can. You're a big fan of the bang? Bang is the best one. Um, I've tried to cut back because legitimately when I drink one, that night I get sweaty and have a panic attack <laughs> every time. <laughs> but the new Candy Apple Crisp is my favorite flavor I've ever had of any drink. It's kind of like... It's basically like a cider, a sparkling cider with 300 milligrams of caffeine. And more Nitro Jack than you can shake a spoon at. Woo. And Nitro Jack is just arugula. <laughs> really? True story. That's what it <laughs> says on the can. Not sure if that's real or not. But So if I ate a um, whole giant box of arugula, I'd get just... Then you'd have the Nitro Jack. Oh, man. Yeah. That's also my stage but... name, by the way. <laughs> Nitro Jack. I thought it was the other way. I thought it was Jack Nitro. You decide. Yeah. But V8 has an energy drink, and so I thought, boy, this, this is probably going to be healthier, and it is, but it leads me to the question of, have energy drinks gone too far if V8 is trying to get in on the game? It's probably one of those situations where if you see V8 has an energy drink, it actually yep. went too far a long time ago. That's what I'm thinking. Um. I thought it was a little much when Monster Energy Drink had like a protein shake. Yeah, that one's rough. Have you ever drank that one? Yeah. 
It is horrible. It was bad. It's heavy and it's full of caffeine. I want to know this. Okay. Why does V8 not think that just regular V8 is an energy drink? Have you had regular V8? I have tried so many times and I just feel like I'm drinking tomato soup. Yeah, that's what it, it, you know, that's what regular V8 tastes like. And so I think if they add a bunch of taurine to it, it's going to be rough. But I will say, it tastes so rough in the first place that it gives me like that shake and wakes me up. Almost like the first time I drank a five hour energy, it was more the terrible taste that woke me up than the vitamin B shot. Right. But I don't know. Um, I don't. I think to answer your question, V eight getting in is just a symptom of a bigger problem. I think so. Um, I think I'm just gonna stick to bangs and the monsters that have the screw off tops. Ooh, yeah. Thirty six ounces of bright green liquid. Do you remember? Did Did I ever tell you about that guy that we used to work with that would go through two of those in a day? No, tell me. No. That's it, I guess, huh? Not much more to it than that, other than he would drink two, I think they're 32 ounces, right? That's a lot. Screw-on lid ones. He would drink two of those a day, and he would also have a 44-ounce Diet Mountain Dew. I feel like, I don't know if this was you and I together, but it was definitely at the same employer that there was a person that used to drink two, uh, two liters of like Diet Coke, oh, maybe Diet yeah. Dr. Pepper. I think it was Diet but Coke. No, but no ice. Yeah, just, and not cold. <laughs> no, just sipping all day long. <laughs> Do you have any idea of the health repercussions of that? They're probably blind at this point. Didn't, I think I talked to that individual about that, and they made, they made some type of claim like that it was cheaper than blood sugar medication. So that's why they were doing it. <laughs> that can't possibly. If that's the if that's the case, then like we've really messed up our healthcare system. <laughs> because the side effects of drinking two room temperature, two liters of mountain or diet coke a day have to just be terrible. I forgot about her. <laughs> and that's just at the eight hours that we saw her. Oh yeah. They- how much more Diet Coke do you think she was drinking? She would bring them in in, the, in one of those, like... Um, and like a plastic bag. Yeah, in a plastic bag. She'd go across to the, to the gas station and just... Oh, man. That was a lot. You think, they saw, you think they saw her coming and be like, oh, Cheryl's on her way. Go ahead and ring up the usual. Yeah. Hey, do we have any more two liters of Diet Coke? <laughs> I've only had four today. <laughs> Can you imagine? She probably hasn't peed in like six weeks. Oh, her entire life is just one big kidney stone. She's going to crystallize from the inside. It's a kidney boulder. She's going to look like, do you remember the cartoon show Gargoyles? (laughs) Yeah. She's going to be like frozen like that before they ripped out at night. (laughs) If they take a, a, like a cut section of her urethra, it's going to look like somebody cracked open a geode. I bet her blood is, is just Play-Doh at this point. <laughs> it's cheaper than blood sugar medication. <laughs> she said that and a tooth just fell out. <laughs> oh, there goes my canine. I need my meds. 
Hang on, I gotta take a quick shot of meds. <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> she would always wear a jacket, too. She just always had a jacket on. It was in Phoenix, Arizona. She would walk in middle of summer with a jacket on and two room temperature Diet Cokes. Her body probably couldn't regulate its temperature anymore <laughs> after all the Diet Coke. She was like a lizard. <laughs> she needed a heat lamp and a blanket. Is that why she licked her eyeballs all the time? Oh, man. Shout out to her. I don't remember her name. I don't either. I do remember. I... <laughs> Let me take my medicine. <laughs> I remember her looking like she had never escaped the 80s. Yeah. She would do... And she just drank them out of like a normal cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she would just go it's to the break like room and like get a, a styrofoam cup. cup. She had like a, an eight-ounce styrofoam cup that she just constantly was filling up. Top me off. <laughs> I need more of my medicine. Feeling a little lightheaded. Need some more meds. I do this for my health. It's diet, oh, so it's fine. It's diet. <laughs> no calories. <laughs> I'm actually losing weight drinking all this diet. That's the funny thing about that guy that drank the two monsters in the giant diet Mountain Dew is his yeah. claim to fame for himself was that he used to be morbidly obese. Well, I think the fake sugar is like an appetite suppressant. Oh, maybe that's what it is. So if you're drinking all that, like, just junk, then I think that's maybe what was going on. That's all he would eat and drink. That's so gross. That makes my stomach hurt just talking about it. Um, I think we've gone way too far on one particular oh. topic. It's time to hit the next one. Okay. Um. This is going to be a good one to talk about at the water cooler is the NBA All-Star Game and festivities were last weekend. Um, Graham, did you watch any of it? I watched uh, the dunk highlights. Yeah, and then I did as well. I watched a condensed version of the game itself. Yeah. Um, and like we said at the top of the show, they used the Elam ending rule where the game ended once they reached 157 points. Um, it was kind of interesting because it made the last part of the game actually matter a little bit more. So it seemed like in the past years that the teams haven't tried all that hard. It's more of just for fun for the fans. But this year, they seem to try a little bit harder. So that was fun. I thought the dunk contest was interesting. Um, the highlight is that one guy jumped over another guy whose name is Taco. Yeah, and I thought... I personally didn't think that that should have been the winner. No, but it's a great thing to talk about is just to say, boy, did you see that guy jump over a taco? Oh, man. And you're good. He jumped all the way over a taco. His balls dragged across Taco's head. Oh, he teabagged a taco and then dunked it. And dunked it. So you can always bring those up. It's a great thing to talk about. Um, you've probably got a week or two left to talk about the All-Star Game and the dunk contest. There was also a three-point contest, um, a skills competition, and our favorite basketball player, Damian Lillard, did not play in the game, but he did rap at the game. So he was the first NBA player to perform, um, not as an athlete, but as a musician, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, which is really cool. Go, Dame. 
He's the man. So besides that, we've talked a little bit about this, but it got me thinking. Graham, how familiar with the sport of pickleball are you? That is the one where you take a pickle and you throw it across a football field, right? That's correct. Okay. Yep. And then the winner gets to eat it or something like that, right? No, I think that's right. Okay. Um, You're correct. It is the opportunity to do that. Um, It's generally a sport that's played by men over the age of 65. It's kind of like if you wanted to play badminton and you were like, well, we don't have any equipment other than the net. And then someone's like, hey, I have these weird wood paddles from the 1920s. And then someone else is like, hey, I've got some wiffle balls. You put that stuff together, you blend it up, and you've got pickleball. Love it. So I think the question is, should you and I start getting into pickleball, both competitively and playing it ourselves? What are we talking here? Oh, we get we got leagues around town, or lots of leagues around town. Okay. We both live in hipster uh, town, so I'm sure that they have pickleball leagues. I also feel like it's probably on ESPN nine or ten at this point. Yeah, I wonder if I'm looking through my sports list if that's one of the the items that I can find on ESPN. I'm sure. I hope at least. Um, and if not, not that we would ever tell you to go on the internet and try and find places where you can watch free TV, but I bet you could find some free TV of pickleball on the internet. Do we have a... Uh, how does it work? Is it, is it singles? Is it teams? You, it's a great question. You can play both. Okay. And they're progressive, and I think you can play mixed doubles. So who's the star player of pickleball? Who's the, who's the Michael Jordan or the uh, Roger Federer of pickleball? Of course. Yeah, that's Johnny Pickle is the star. Huh. I actually don't know uh, who any of the stars are, so I thought I'd take a look real quick okay. as we're talking. Ask the old Google machine. Top pickleball athletes. Top players in the world of pickleball. Okay, there are two names that show up, both women, which is a pretty progressive thing. We've got Caitlin Christian and Cammy McGregor. Oh, Cammy McGee. Um, I would recommend you take a hop on the old YouTubes and just take a look at some of the things that you can see for pickleball. Um. It also looks like one of the top senior men's pickleball players is Scott Moore. Quick question. Yeah. Since we've already uh, established that people over the age of 65 play it, yeah. then what age is the senior division? 102. Oh, okay. And if you were wondering, Graham, um, what are the big three pickleball tournaments in the U.S.? I can answer that for you. Okay. All right. I'm at the I'm at the water cooler, and yep. I see you wearing a Cami uh, Cami McGregor, McGregor jersey. Yeah. I say, yep. hey, uh, I see you're into. I see you're a fellow picklehead. What are what uh, what are the top tournaments that you're gonna watch this year? Yeah. There's three. What? There's the tournament of champions. Right. 
There's a Margaritaville USA Pickleball National Championships. Mm-hmm. And then there is the Minto US Open Pickleball Championships. Yep. And that, those are the big three. That's how I would know that we're destined to be friends because you knew the, the answer to my trivia question. That's true. Can you fill yeah. up my water now? I can. Um, lots of names on this list that I found. Um, it's under pickleball fix fix right. dot com. Okay. Um, lots of oppor- lots of opportunities to learn about pickleball. So I would highly highly recommend it. Um, for the for those who may not know, yeah. is pickleball an Olympic sport? Uh, boy, that's a great question. I don't I don't actually know. I'm gonna say it is not an Olympic sport, Pro- but it should be. probably not. And gosh darn it, I'm upset that it's not. Gah. That and shuffleboard. Um, you're right. Shuffleboard really should be. Maybe darts. <laughs> Can you imagine if you got a gold medal for darts? Darts are actually really fun, but I, I don't, I don't. They are really fun. I'm not discrediting that, but it'd be like, hey, I got this gold medal in Foursquare. <laughs> you should watch me play tetherball. <laughs> um, we also, so I know a lot of the people that listen to this podcast may think, gosh, they just they know all this stuff. But we we actually prepare a little bit, anywhere from five to ten minutes a week. We put a Google Doc together with things we want to talk about. Um. The next thing that's on here is just a Google link that I put in there. Graham, have you clicked on it yet? No, I haven't. I want you to click on it and then just read the headline. Okay. Clicking. Yep. USA Today, so it's... It is. Mariners outfielder Mitch Hanager suffers ruptured testicle. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Um. Mitch Hanniger suffered a ruptured testicle after fouling a ball off of himself on Thursday and was placed on the injured list. Okay. So let's paint a picture for people. Yeah. And there's a link about halfway through if you want to see it. The, the testicle or how it happened? How it happened. Oh, okay. You can see him ricochet a baseball directly onto his testicle, rupturing it in front of our eyes. Andy, what does it mean when a baseball player hits a foul ball? It's a great call. So the batter swings, the ball either lands behind them or too far off to one of the sides so it's not in play. So it doesn't count. It counts as a strike, but it's not a ball that can be caught or you can't advance to a base. So you're saying that if you swing the bat and the ball flies off the bat, pinballs into one of your testicles that's right that then you don't get to advance to the next base that's correct so what basically happened is the pitcher threw it mitch swings the ball just barely touches the bat and it causes it to ricochet directly from the middle of the plate to his nuts um, it's a distance of maybe two feet, oh. and it's it's a pretty hard pitch that was thrown uh, by Justin Verlander, who is notorious for throwing very hard. The ball ricochets directly into his testicle, rupturing said testicle. So Justin Verlander can throw upwards to 100 miles an hour. That's correct. And correct me if I'm wrong, but usually when then somebody swings a bat and hits a ball that's going 100 miles an hour, that ball then proceeds to go quite a bit faster than 100 miles an hour. 
That is correct. So he got at least a hundred mile an hour baseball straight to the testicle. Easy. And what's interesting is that um, I just found another story about Mitch. The headline says, for the Mariners, Mitch Haniger, one pitch led to three surgeries <laughs> and so much missed time. So that happened last July, and he is still recovering from rupturing his testicle. Oh. It makes me sick to my stomach even thinking about it. It, You know, you and I both... Uh, have have experienced what it's like to to have been hit in that area, mm-hmm. not with a baseball, mm-hmm. um, but we've had you know siblings and friends and um, people. You know things happen, but it was it is remarkable how much that hurts, and to think that it was able to to really just rupture a testicle is is just outrageous. <laughs> Mitch, and apparently, I am sorry. Um, you know, looking at this this article, while rehabbing from his ruptured testicle, he tore his abductor muscle, which is attached in your core, which then led to a herniated disc in his back. Fuck. So it's like not only did he rupture his testicle, he also tore his core and broke his back. Good night. So uh, rest, prayers, good thoughts to Mitch Haniger. Um, Here's of his ruptured testicle thing. Question. Yeah. Would you or would you not just ask the doctor to take that testicle out? I, I would be hard-pressed in the moment to not tell the doctor to just put me out of my misery. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I just can't very, argue with you there. Just, just very much like a like a uh, farm animal. I'd just be asked to take out back and you know, be like, put me out of my misery. So when our listeners walk up to the water cooler, what would be a good uh, segue into that conversation? I think I think you show a lot of empathy and be like, "Gosh, did you hear about Mitch Haniger? He ruptured his testicle, ripped his core, and broke his back. What luck!" If you want to be funny and make a joke. Yeah. As long as it's other guys, you probably shouldn't. Well, go. it's 2020. You can make jokes around anyone. Just walk up and say something like, yeah, I was thinking about getting a vasectomy and uh, thought it might be cheaper to use a Hanager method. That's good. That'll and work. then they could, it's a perfect bait because somebody's, if they don't know about it, look who looks like Mr. Knowledge. Do you think that a ruptured testicle would prevent you from having children? What exactly is rupturing out of the testicle, I think, is the real question. I mean, I think, I think the entire testicle is ruptured, leaving him with one. I, see, when I hear ruptured testicle, yeah, I think of, like, uh, a cracked egg yolk. See, I think you're thinking of it wrong. Here's what I think it is. You put a grape on the ground and you drop a bowling ball on top of it. Right. And I'm not talking like an 8-pound ball. I'm talking like a 12 to 15-pound ball. And what happens to that grape is what I believe has happened to Mitch Haniger's testicle. Yeah, and I completely agree that that's what what has happened. I would just call that a squashed testicle. I wouldn't call it ruptured. Okay, that's Rupture kind of implies that, like, you could tuck it back in. (laughs) 
I don't think there's any tucking left on this. Um, so Sorry, if Mitch. You, if you have ruptured a testicle, I just want to make sure that we're not liable for you getting someone pregnant because you thought you couldn't anymore. And please don't send us a picture to confirm yeah, what a ruptured testicle it. looks like. Just, you know, thinking the visual in my mind of that poor grape is enough for me. <sighs> Um, and speaking of, bleh, there was a presidential debate this week, and Michael Bloomberg, who used to be the mayor of New York, once tried to do something horrific, um, in my opinion. He tried to repeal the size of sodas, limiting them to 15 ounces. Now, Graham, how many 15-ounce Mountain Dews would you have needed to get through in order to meet your daily quota? Depends what my blood sugar level was at the time. Because I might, you know, if I can't afford the medication, I might need quite a bit. And I think that's the real story here is Michael Bloomberg is trying to prevent people from getting their blood sugar medication. Yeah, it's it's really horrific. But it made me think, you know, like when alcohol was illegal in like the 20s and they had like bootleggers? Sure. Would you have I become soda bootleggers? And if mm. so, would we be good at it? Oh, yeah. I think we think would so? be. I think we would. I mean, that would m- mean that we invented NASCAR then, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Because that's what the bootleggers did. Um, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily be proud of the NASCAR part of it. I'm not a big NASCAR fan, but um, it'd be cool to, to have done that. We could have invented maybe something even cooler than NASCAR. Out of, I mean, obviously Mountain Dew would be our go-to soda to save from obviously. prohibition. But what would, yeah. give me, give me your top four sodas that you would carry on through and make sure that it made it through prohibition. Obviously, Mountain Dew is number one. After that, Mister Pib Extra. Ooh. After that. This is going to be a wild card. Orange soda. What are we are we talking Sunkissed? Fanta? I'm a Fanta man myself. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Um and then I think probably just for the variety's sake, I would go with a clear soda. I like Sierra Mist a little better than Sprite, but you really could Whoa, go either. Oh, controversial. Way. Is that? I think it is. Okay. Well, yeah. Spr- Those would be Sprite's got better marketing, so That's true. They got LeBron. Um, what about... What would yours be? Oh, man. Good question. Um, okay. Mountain Dew. Uh, McDonald's Coca-Cola. So good. Fanta Grapefruit. Interesting. Formerly known as Citra. (laughs) And, you know, I got to give a throwback to home. Sioux City Sarsaparilla. I thought for sure you were going to go with DNL, DNL. which was seven up upside down. <laughs> Make seven <laughs> up yours. What about um, what about Hillbilly Holler? I don't know what that is. That is the generic version of Mountain Dew. I would just save any soda that you could get at a Casey's Pizza, which is all of them. A side rant here real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Side rant. I was reading an article the other day about each. It was the. It was all fifty states, and they ranked them in order of the quality of their food. 
and I was really upset that Iowa was not ranked very high. And it wasn't that Iowa wasn't ranked very high that was the problem. Their justification was taco pizza. Gosh, so they were so saying good. that because of taco pizza, Iowa has bad cuisine. Whereas That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They obviously just don't get it. Listen, I've been preaching the taco pizza bandwagon for quite some time. I'm a huge fan. And if given the opportunity within a small Midwest circuit of the United States to go to a Casey's gas station and pizza, if you don't get a taco pizza, I would just be outraged with you. If you're ever traveling through one of those flyover states and you see a Casey's, you should stop, get the taco pizza. And if you don't, do you know what's going to happen? Tell me. The Sutherland rock thrower is going to throw a rock at you. <laughs> Sutherland rock chucker. <laughs> oh, man. Graham, it's come to my favorite part of the show where we get to narrow it down and to think about who our sponsor is this week. Um, we always have so many options, but I think this one uh, particularly makes sense uh, for us and what we've been talking about so far. We had to turn Gordman's away. We're like, Again, guys, sorry, he, you have got to take care of your employees first. You can't give us that much money again and then close a, a couple of stores in the Midwest. You just, you gotta. You just can't do you, it. You, you cannot do it. So, we're going digital. Digital. Ditch the brick and mortar stores. No more brick and mortar for us. Even though they have brick and mortar stores. They but have brick and mortar stores. Disregard that. Okay. Amazon. Okay. Dot com. You may have heard of, you may have heard of this place. Only so like a few people may have. Okay. Amazon.com has asked yeah. us uh, they have asked us us to sponsor or they, they have asked to sponsor us via one of their Solimo red energy drinks. Okay. That is sugar free. Specifically, Gosh. 16 fluid ounce pack of 12. And you know what, Mike Bloomberg? You can suck it because that's street legal now. Mm-hmm. You can be finding this at uh, HTTPS colon slash slash www.amazon.com slash DP slash capital B zero seven capital h capital x capital p capital l seven four capital p slash r e f equals c m underscore s w underscore r underscore c p underscore a p i underscore i underscore five capital g capital s lowercase t uppercase e lowercase b five uppercase a uppercase v uppercase a Uppercase Y, uppercase X, seven. Uh, Graham, I missed that. Could you read that one more time? HTTPS. <laughs> um, and just to make sure that you that our listeners understand, I want to read some of the reviews because they're really great. Um, Greg D wrote, "Tastes like battery acid, caused racing heart rate." What was his? Here's so I I can't see what you're reading. Yeah. I I need to know the the stars because I'm it almost sounds like he's saying that's not good of it. Yeah, I don't I you know, I went to obviously when you're looking at reviews, 
number one is the best number you can get. And so I'm looking at all the one reviews. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, he said, I couldn't return the cans, so I had to pour them down the drain. The stuff tasted like battery acid and caused heart palpitations. Wasn't worth anything, much less risk to my health. Didn't now? Did he drink all twelve? What? I'm not sure. Come on, man. Now Paul wrote, "Good, maybe." <laughs> That's all he wrote. Um, someone who just says their name is Spanish wrote, "Tastes like sidewalk chalk, chalky and bitter." Nope, nope, nope. I think these guys are getting different drinks. There's no way it can taste like sidewalk chalk and battery acid at the same time. I know. Um, and A. Wilbur wrote, cans half empty and leaking, ruined my shelf. <laughs> I place these on a shelf for occasional use, out of the way. It's been about 60 days, and I haven't drank many because they don't taste too great. <laughs> Upon further investigation, several cans were half or mostly empty. The bottom of the case was moldy, and it ruined my shelf. <laughs> this is BS, and I'm extremely angry. That's from A. Wilbur, also in Sutherland, Iowa. This can be, uh, again, found at https colon slash slash www.amazon.com slash dp uh, uppercase bravo zero seven hotel x-ray papa lima seven four papa slash ref equals cm underscore sw underscore r underscore charlie papa underscore alpha papa indigo underscore indigo underscore five george samuel lowercase thomas uppercase edward Bravo, 5, Alpha, Victor, Alpha, Yankee, X-Ray, 7. Or if you have any minutes left on your AOL CD, it can be found under AOL keyword Salimo Red Energy Drink, bruh, B-R-U-H. Thank you very much for sponsoring us this week. Thank you so much. Um, really happy and uh, really excited to crack into the 2,000 red energy drinks that Amazon sent to each of us. I've been awake for four days. It does say on there that if you've opened one, to not let it sit more than three days. It's really opened up a lot of my potential because I don't have to sleep anymore. I'm wasting time sleeping. I don't have to sleep anymore. How else could I have memorized HTTPS colon slash slash www.amazon.com? How else? Now, we did say that uh, we were trying to go 157 minutes today. So now at minute 62, seems like a great time for us to get into our first segment of the day. <laughs> Graham, and it's a short tried, one. It's a short one. I have tried at least four times to understand and to watch soccer. I think there are too many leagues. There are too many tournaments. I don't really know how to start, and I don't understand why I should like it other than the video game FIFA, which I've always enjoyed. Okay. FIFA was my gateway. That was your gateway drug? I do enjoy some FIFA. Help me understand some tactics, which makes okay. it more enjoyable. Here's the main you reason just... you should like soccer. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. 
Uh, and I'm looking at you, America. Right in the old kisser. Look around you. Look outside of your borders. Every other country in the entire world is obsessed with soccer. And here you are, sitting on your couch with your iPad in hand, browsing to HTTPS colon slash slash www.amazon. <laughs> dot com slash dp b07hxpl 74p slash ref equals cm underscore sw underscore r underscore cp underscore api underscore i underscore 5gsteb5avayx7 and you're just completely ignoring the world you're obsessed of with red energy drink and you're um, ignoring soccer i'm guilty i've been there so i knew there was something to it because everybody else loves it and we don't yeah Okay. Here's the main reason I think that we don't. Uh, we, as Americans, do not like it when we tie. That's right. Okay, there's always... There has to always be a winner. Has to be a winner all the time. Um, there's too many leagues. So many. And I think the biggest reason is because we're not the best. And it's also, I think... It, you mentioned that the rest of the world likes soccer, so that makes sense why there's a lot of leagues right. if you know, there's 6 billion people that enjoy soccer. And we're not the best at it. Yeah. But I think we need to suck it up and get better. Okay. So the MLS, which is the Major League Soccer, it's America's answer to enjoying soccer, is growing. Portland okay. has a very... A uh, vibrant soccer fan following. Do you ride your um, your bikes with the giant front wheel and the small back wheel? My penny farthings? Yeah. Typically. Okay. But the MLS is really, again, we're just going for who can get to the playoffs and then who can win one game at the end, which... There's more to it than that. What happens in most leagues around the world is they all play a certain amount of games, and in the end, whoever had won the most games is the winner. Wow. So there's none of this like, oh, they got lucky and won that one time, so now they get to advance. They knocked out somebody who was maybe more deserving of a shot. Now, I have something that I think will help. Okay. Is that for me in Austin, I think part of the problem with soccer is I don't watch it. Um, starting in 2021, Austin is getting their own MLS team. They will be known as the Austin FC. Okay. Which I'm not really sure what that means. Football club. Okay. Um, the logo is a tree, and there are six parts of the logo that have to do with Austin. City Pride, Bright Verde, Roots Unite, Eleven Leaves, Intertwined Oaks, and FC Tradition. Quick question. Yep. Is, are there a lot of trees in Austin? It's pretty green. Because we're called the Timbers. 
Yeah, that makes sense. You guys have like t- like logging companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like it, they're asking for us to be rivals to cut down the tree. Well, I would just say that the logo is pretty nice. It's black and green are our colors, which I'm a big fan of. So you're copying Portland even more. Apparently, but it's like Mountain Dew green and then all black. Oh, I got to pull this up. Oh, wow. I like the logo. I'm going to say it. I like the logo. I would wear that on a shirt or on a hat. So are you going to be an Austin FC supporter? Can I be? I don't care. It's up to you, buddy. Yeah, then I think I might. that might be a way to get into it. I'm trying to figure out where their stadium is going to be. Here's the it's thing. It's under construction. Here's the thing. And I'll okay. caution this for, for all, of, all of America. If you want to undertake getting into soccer, starting yeah. within our borders is not the right place to do so. You don't think so? No, it's really not all that competitive. We get Okay. We get a lot of uh how do I say this? How do you say it? Um our league is like the celebrity rehab of soccer. I like celebrities. I do too, but by the time they've made it into celebrity rehab, there's something wrong. Well, I'm looking at where this place is going to be. Palmer Pond. It's going to be right by JJ Pickle Research Campus. Is that the pickleball champion? Is that his I, sports it, it could facility? Be. That's it. Could be. Um, the the stadium looks really neat. It would be the only professional team that Austin has, so that's a plus. Got to start somewhere. And it's only costing two hundred million dollars to create the stadium space with the included walkway trails and the surrounding soccer park. Ooh. That's going to be pretty cool. I didn't know that. I didn't either. The more you know. Okay, so now I have a team to root for. I think that's going to help. You have to wear a scarf. What? That's just what soccer people do. They get the Listen, team scarves. I don't know if I can commit to that. I've never thought I looked good in a scarf. Nobody looks good in a scarf, okay. but everybody well, as long still as wears them. Looks good you in a you scarf. can't be okay. a footy supporter and not wear a scarf. I have to call myself a footy supporter. You can't call yourself a fan. They're called supporters, not fans. But I have to be a footy. That sounds like I have a foot fetish. Well, you don't have to say footy. Okay, okay. but you can. That's in the end. yeah. That's in the no. Okay, yeah, you okay. can. That's that's inner. So, but you you don't want to you want to be careful because. Rugby players and uh, Australian rules football people, they all, they call it all footy as well. So you got to okay. know your context. Well, so I got to wear a scarf? Got to wear a scarf. Um, okay. You have to find which end of the goal uh, or which end of the stadium your goal is going to be at the end of the second half. Sure. Um, because the second half is where you want to, that's what matters. You want to be on the end where your team is going to be scoring. Is it like basketball where they switch? They do. They switch at, at the half. Okay. Yep. And how long is each half? 45 minutes. Yikes. You better get comfortable. So here's what's great about soccer. Okay. It's 45 minutes a half. So it's 90 minutes total, usually a 20-minute um, halftime in the middle. 
But do they have like t-shirt cannons and stuff at halftime? Most likely. Austin probably good. will. Good, 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 good. But you don't have to – it's not starting and stopping all the time. The clock just keeps going. So okay. they will add on maybe five or six minutes at the end of the match just to make up for times when they did stop. But you can basically guarantee that all the games are going to be within two hours. Wow. Which is nice because when I watch football and my wife asks me, hey, when is this game going to be over? And I'm talking about NFL football, by the way. Right. Of course. I'll say there's five minutes left, so probably three hours. It's true. It takes so much time for no reason. Same with basketball. And we, hey, we like basketball. Love basketball. But let's be honest. If it's a close game, the last five minutes take a long, long time. So let's ask hypothetical here. Okay. If I wanted to watch a soccer match, mm-hmm. are there ways to do so on the internet? One of my favorite uh, methods is to happen upon somebody who's already playing it okay. on their computer, and you intercept the stream, and you watch it as if you're watching through their your neighbor's window. That's so uncomfortable, but I understand exactly what you're saying. Or... Uh, ESPN Plus, if you are a subscriber to ESPN Plus, they have a lot of games. They show many of my favorite, my personal favorite league is Serie A, which is the Italian league. And how much is Disney Plus or ESPN Plus? Uh, I don't know, $5 or something? Phew, okay, okay. Per month? Per month? If you go all in on... The Disney Plus package, you can get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus all for one low price. That I don't yeah. know what it is because it just auto bills well, to my credit card. We're not going to say the price because they are not yet a sponsor. If they'd like to be a sponsor, then I'm sure we could talk more about the price. We'll give you guys a great deal. Great deal. Um, so you watch on ESPN Plus. I watch a lot of Serie A through... on ESPN Plus. Okay. The Italians are very it- dramatic. So, is that part of the reason why you like the Italian league, or does it have to do more with your enjoyment of pastas? Both. Okay. Do they smoke like most Italians do while playing? Obviously. Okay. Okay. I'm intrigued. And they they use that hand gesture all the time. Oh yeah. When they're pleading yep. to the ref to like call a foul or something, they'll use that hand Listen, gesture. I know that it's 2020 and that we need to be respectful of everybody. But if there ever comes a society where I cannot do an offensive Italian impression, I'm I just I'm not ready to live in that society, and I won't. I'm gonna lose my mind if I can't do it. If we lose that magic, I'm done. Okay, so so far I'm pretty intrigued. Okay, because there's going to be a local team. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. There is a Italian league that sounds pretty fun, and there's lots of leagues to choose from. Now, the leagues, do their style of play, do they change often, or is it just the skill of the players? A little of both. You get okay. all the leagues kind of work a little bit differently. Actually, the English Premier League, which is where you'll see kind of the most popular teams like Chelsea or Liverpool is a big one right now because they're just killing everybody. But that's probably one of the most competitive leagues because you get a lot of teams coming up 
from nowhere that do really well. Yeah. As long as they manage their teams well. But is, you is that a good league to start with, do you think? I think that's the best league to start with because okay. not only is it exciting, it's good footy. It good is footy. um you're gonna there's a lot of exposure, so you can f- actually find it on actively on regular television, like NBC. Okay, yeah. plays a lot of uh, Premier League games, and it's going to be more exciting than the MLS. MLS. Okay. So MLS is good if you have one in your city to go and see it live. Yeah, go live. Then they're, they're really fun okay. live, especially Austin's going to be awesome you wear because your scarf. it's their first sports team, and I'm sure people yeah. are going to go crazy for it. We've got the minor league Spurs team and the minor league uh, Dallas Stars team. So this will be nice to have a non-minor league team. And that's not the University of Texas. Welcome to the big show. So I think really what you should do, if you're like me, it sounds like in needing to try and understand soccer, the first is look to see if there's a live option to go to that. Now, Graham, how expensive are tickets when you go for the Portland Timbers? So, right now we're in preseason, okay. and I just went last weekend. I did get tickets for free through a friend, but um, I was told that they were seeing tickets for $8 for Which is great. preseason games. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay. It, so... You, easily affordable, way easier to get into than, you know, like a professional baseball game or football game. Yep. And they can be a lot of fun. Okay. I will say this. Scarf. You are going to want to step up your game, Austin, because yep. you're joining a very up-and-coming competitive league. It's expanding Let's, like crazy. It looks like you're but, one of three... Maybe four expansion teams for expansion. Okay. Um, okay. Charlotte. Of course. And it's a hotbed of Sacramento. Everyone's favorite Mento is Sacramento. Charlotte really needs to get their uh, website up and running. It's looking yeah, a little that's rough. That's the first, first option. So, really, what it sounds like is if I want to both raise my confidence in wearing a scarf and join a global community of sports fans, soccer's the way to go. Yep. You can't go wrong. And from my experience, the more I learn, the more I enjoy it. Okay. That's good to know. How long did it take for you to finally feel comfortable that you understood what was going on? Not that long. That's another awesome part about soccer is there are a lot of rules that you know affect the game. But sure. the ultimate goal is very simple. You are trying to kick it in a big net. Yeah, and or head it. prevent the other team from kicking it into your big net. Did it help to watch the movie uh, Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell and Mike Ditka? Yes. Okay. Did it also help to watch The Big Green? Yes. Okay, good, good. And I was also good. watching Air Bud. Of course. Um, that one helped a lot. Okay. Um, or you know what you could do? What's that? You could just listen to this podcast and we'll tell you all about it. You could. So I think that we should maybe start having once the, when does the MLS season start officially? Um, that's a good question. You said you're in preseason now. We're in preseason right now. 
Let's see. It's a good song. Um, it's a good question. It's next month. It's March. Okay. So if you're listening to this, this is a good time to hop on the bandwagon. The season's about to start locally. And then once you start trying to check that box, then maybe, you know, go on the internet and look for some free games to watch. Correction. February 29th. Good to know. That's a leap year. That's a leap day. Not going to get that again for another four years. Four years and counting, am I right? Woo! It's like the Olympics. Yikes. Is soccer an Olympic sport? Uh, That's a good question, is it? They have the World Cup. I don't, but The World Cup is pretty cool. I will say that. I enjoy the World Cup. I don't understand the brackets. I don't understand really most of what's going on, but I like the pageantry. It has to be an Olympic sport, right? I I don't know if it is. I think the World Cup is kind of the big deal, the big kahuna. No, it is. Oh, okay. It, it is. is a... Correct that. It is an Olympic sport. That would make sense. That would make sense. So you can catch it in the Sumpro Olympics this year. You can look for your local MLS team, buy a scarf, and get to watching soccer because I know I'm going to try. And just go easy on the energy drinks. Go easy on the energy drinks. And I think really the most exciting thing to kind of put a bow on this episode is we have a brand new website and Twitter and Instagram that people should go and interact with. If you've made it this far, the least you can do is to go like us on social media. And leave us a review. On Please leave us a review. Any of the on podcasting apps of your choice. Um, whichever one you get down with, just leave us a review. Five is preferable, five stars. But if you don't think we're a five-star podcast, then we can take it. Just don't tell us. Just don't do it. tell us. And if you leave us a score less than five, I swear I will send the Sutherland Rock Chucker to your home. It's only a matter of time. Get him, Tracy. <laughs>